is Bloomberg Surveillance. It's not the job of finance ministers and central bank governors to accelerate a crisis. It's our job to try and avoid a crisis. The danger of what's going on in market at the moment is that it does feed back to the real economy. Right now, I don't think we need to do any new fiscal policy. So it's really a question about what's going to happen in the future. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone, with our question, the conversation of the morning. Coming up next, Anat Ambadi of Stanford, her comments on the uh, controversial decision of Neil Kashkari of Minnesota and of Minneapolis to drive forward the too-big-to-fail debate. Michael McKee and I will have that for you uh, in a moment. Right now, foreign exchange in a quiet day. The Forex Brief brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. I mentioned weekend 112.75, euro churning 110.09. Sterling with a nice bid off that 138 shock yesterday. 139.54 up 27. Uh, pips, dollar Canada. Well through 137. Stronger Canada, 136.19. On Looney Mike, I think we'll leave it. At that, Mike, I want you to set up this important interview by saying, who is Neil Kashkari? Who is Anad Amadi? <laughs> Neil Kashkari is, of course, the new president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, former Treasury Department official. Uh, Anad Amadi is a professor of finance and economics at Stanford University. She wrote the book, The Banker's New Clothes. And uh, in a way, uh, she has been Don Quixote for years, warning about the dangers of undercapitalized and poorly regulated banks and what they could do to the economy. And she has now, in Mr. Kashkari, and also John Vickers talking about this over in England, perhaps uh, she has found her Sancho Panzas. <laughs> Not <laughs> welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, all of a sudden, uh, you have some traction with some people who matter. I know. It's amazing. Uh, suddenly, somebody would make a noise who's more important than I am. And... Um, you know, suddenly people are curious about what's going on, and so we can talk. That's well, great. You, you have for years said that uh, banks needed more capital. Uh, would you agree with uh, Mr. Kashkari that they should be somehow broken up? Well, the question is, if you start with a breakup or you or the breakup happens because they can't live in markets with equity, so well, it's not inconsistent. I think that they are too big to manage, to regulate their monstrous institutions by any measure that you can look at. So something is very wrong with them. How you get there is sort of the question. What part of the business model is too big in the sense of if they were to hive something off? What, what makes them dangerous? Well, I think there are just a lot of things that we see. What we see is big enough, and what's sort of lurking around them is almost as scary. The fact that I don't think we understand all the risks and derivatives and in the various subsidiaries that they have, and I think that the lines of business that just have become kind of out of control for one corporation. I mean, we don't see any corporation being being as big, being as as complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, uh, Professor Mahdi, the, the, to, to frame the debate, 
And, and, and President Kashkari has been very good about saying there will mm-hmm. be a symposium. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone in the debate would be honored if you attended, whether they agree or disagree well, with you. I'm, we, I'm going. I'm this oh, you're there. April 4th. Uh, and, and I'm... One Good. of the speakers in the announcement. I think I sent you the announcement. Okay. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, my people didn't, you know, I, I, I failed. So Mike, many invitations. I, I failed. I was not a super boss today <laughs> at Mahdi. But, but importantly, Professor, the dialogue is between Anat Admati and Stephen Ratner, who appeared with us uh, yesterday, and yeah. he said to his good and esteemed colleague with public service in this nation uh-huh. that Neil Kashkari is just flat out, or I can't remember, Mike, the exact language. Where is Steve Ratner off the mark? Oh, I didn't listen to that, so I prayed too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a day job. so. Well, but so but within your day job you, is the idea that the, he, said, he said – that the banks are doing fine and that regulation is the solution. No, I, that I agree with, for sure. They're doing fine. I don't agree. I mean, fine by what measure? You know, you could be driving down a highway at 150 miles an hour and, you know, you're doing fine while you're making a turn. But uh, I, don't think, I don't think we should feel that they're fine. I don't feel they're fine. I don't uh, – I think that we're very endangered by them and that there's no reason they should be so dangerous. So I think that these are false reassurances. I don't know what Steve Reitner has to go by to us to make those assertions. Well, I think he suggested, as have a number of people, that with the additional capital that banks are being required to hold and with the additional regulation that's been imposed by Dodd-Frank, especially the costs of complying with that regulation, mm-hmm. that banks are significantly safer than they were going into the financial crisis. But that's not a measure for me. <laughs> Obviously, they, they were not safe going into the financial market, and like abysmally not safe, and everybody suffered the consequences. So being safer is not much of a reassurance for me. The question is, are they as safe as they should be? Now, those that say Oh, regulations have done this and Dodd-Frank has done that. I actually look at that, and I actually am involved in a few of the pieces of the Dodd-Frank, and I can tell you that I am not happy with the way Dodd-Frank is being implemented. And the cost of compliance are high because the regulations are way too complex. For example, they're telling you that too big to fail is over because they have some debt that will absorb losses. Uh, Tom Honig gave a speech saying it's very strange to take a very fragile system and think that debt is the thing that will make it stable. In order for these TLACs of theirs to work, you're going to have to have the courage to declare J.P. Morgan Chase insolvent when it has it and other banks. And I'm not, I don't mean to point to J.P. Morgan Chase. It's among the stronger ones maybe, but that either of them. So why are we counting on debt that would <clears throat> magically convert to equity when we can put right. equity in its place? So equity is much simpler. The lawyers might have less work to do, and there would be less compliance if you just have if, them retain <clears throat> their earnings. If we understand that there was bank failure... There were clearly makes mistakes made. Even the, the most staunchest bank mm-hmm. defender agrees with that. And if we have new regulation, how do you expect U.S. banks to compete internationally uh-huh. if we give up size and scale? Well, you know, international competition is all good and well, except when it comes on the back of taxpayers. So what I say is, you know, we can control only what we can control. It's not a national objective that our banks be competitive globally. 
you know, the, the, the Irish banks were competitive and the Icelandic banks were competitive for a while. Look where it took them. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll that's not that. an objective. Yeah, I mean, I, Mike, I think we have to harken back to the Irish lesson is part of this debate. Again, whatever the polarity of the debate is. Completely. You know, everybody can succeed if you give them enough subsidies, if you know. So the competing to harm is not, is not the kind of competition I want. They're competing with the rest of the economy. They're taking, you know, the, we may have two biggest uh, financial sector. I, I want the markets to work, I think. It's all distorted by subsidies and by, you know, recklessness and bloated. And so I want to see the market work. When you go up to Minneapolis on uh, April 4th, what are you going to tell President Kashkari, other than turn up the heat, please. Oh, oh I have a lot to say. In fact, <laughs> I have much time they give me. I will, and I and I'm actually telling them what I think they should emphasize, which are the kinds of things I want to get into for the last six years before we once we remove all the fog and all the and all the flawed claims. Which is how do we measure anything there? I am not happy with the, the way. We even understand the risks from these markets. So I don't trust the measures. I don't trust risk weights. All of those things are enormous problems. So, you know, I, I don't see capital as measured uh, as the as necessarily the, the silver bullet. And if you tell me that they measure it as, as you know, 15% instead of 5 that, that I'm going back to sleep. So there's plenty to talk about uh, regarding, you know, the scope of banking, the type of reporting, you know, they still rely on credit rating agencies, all kinds of things. I, I'm not fabulous. Let's come back with a nod of Mahdi. <laughs> I'm sorry, one block today. Anat, thank you so much. We'll we really need, we'll Anat, we would yeah. kill, I'm going to book you right now, we would kill to have you on somewhere around that important April meeting uh, in Minneapolis. I, we need to make every effort uh, to do that. Professor Anat Admati at Stanford, uh, truly the, the nation's leader on um, careful, measured, and respectful criticism of our bank and financial uh, institutions as well. Chris Whalen, uh, Michael McKee was active today uh, out talking about yeah. curve flatness as being a challenge to bank profitability. Well, sure. Um, and yeah. uh, it's a difficult time period because that is sort of out of the hands mm-hmm. of the regulators. And um, our kindest thanks to Stephen Ratner. Um, yesterday on the show with Willett Advisors, we should point out as a disclaimer, uh, one of the managers of our owner, Michael Bloomberg's uh, money. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is a founder and uh, leader of the company and Bloomberg Radio. But the polarity between Ratner and Madi is what it's what this show is all about. Different people, with different views. Different people with different uh, views. Futures green, up four. Dow futures, up 41. They yield 1.74%. Let's check in with John Tucker and get the latest world and national headlines. John? All right, uh, thanks, Michael and Tom. With five days to go before Super Tuesday, Republican rivals of Donald Trump looking to challenge the GOP frontrunner during tonight's debate in Houston. Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz have so far shown little willingness to take on Trump in a high-profile setting that could, of course, change tonight. A storm systems have brought tornadoes to the East Coast, killing four people in Virginia, including a two-year-old. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe declaring a state of emergency. Elsewhere, officials in South Carolina say 
man was killed when a tree fell on him. The World Health Organization says women breastfeeding their babies in countries hit by the Zika virus should continue to do so. Who says there's no proof the disease can spread to infants that way? Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists, more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Michael and Tom. Hi, John. Thanks so much. We may get a 113 per on yen week or two days in a row. 112.91 sterling front and center. 139.52 stronger sterling off the uh, horror of yesterday. Worldwide, Bloomberg surveillance. Market Drivers brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. When it comes to winter elements, put your best four wheels forward with Mercedes-Benz 4 all wheel drive. Visit your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for a test drive today.